Check, check. Let's do check. it. Where the fuck is my phone? It's over there on the canna. Okay. You got plenty. We're getting started in a weird way. (laughs) After their amazing return last week, the Moors couldn't make it back this week, and I don't fucking blame them. That uh, well, Emma Rose has mutant powers, so they got they just found that out. They got to go register her with the uh, the, it's the Mutant Registration Act. Wild. I mean. She's a beautiful kid, but yeah. she's got the strength of 10 men. 11, That's actually. Terrifying. It's closer to 11 than 10, but right. we're just rounding down to right. 10 yeah, to make go. ourselves feel better sure. about it. But no, this. Uh, I so mean, she cool. broke your arm when, she, when you were giving her the bottle because you tried to pull it away. She snatched it out of my hand and called me a cunt. She did. It's wild. And she could talk so. <laughs> it was adorable. <laughs> Give me my bottle, you cunt. <laughs> oh, wild. Uh, we got to test out our uh, subs in the snow. We'll talk about that. Fuck yes, all through it. We're just giving you. We got such a great show planned. I've got the whole. Uh, well, I, actually, I do have quite a few things show. to talk about. Sitting right here, I'm trying to find. Okay, let's just go ahead and play the theme song for fuck's sake. Get into it. Why fucking waste any time? Get in there. That's a little hot. That's better. There it is. I'm in a tremendous mood. I'm in a good mood, too. It doesn't hurt that I squatted a minute ago, and I feel like I've got, right now, got a, by the end of the year, I'll have a 500-pound squat. I feel like that's going to happen. If, you, if we'd have kept on our same pace whenever I was lifting and stuff, I'd be 700 pounds by now, but yeah, we'd definitely be doing 500 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were repping four plates. Yeah, we were so, doing repping 405 for sets of five. Right. And uh, probably five sets usually. Mm-hmm. And then we'd do that stupid thing where we'd go down to 315, <laughs> 225, and then go all the way down to the bar. Right. A set of each. 225 felt like I was going to flop through the ceiling after yeah, loading all that weight on your back. It's like, this it's is insane. sinfully easy. You know, episode 365, the uh, Moors, the, the uh, triumphant triumvirate of terror. That's what I'm going to call them. All, th- all three of them. Uh, they couldn't make it. This uh, we, we we got our yearly snowstorm. We got it out of the way early. I think we're going to have more than one this year. We probably will. Because it's we've got this. I think that's what La Nina does. Is it does a, a heat thing. And then it I'm kick, El Nino. And then it kicks kicks you in the ass with something really cold. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I loved it. I love the snowstorm. I'm 100% was, cool with happy. it. Uh, well, it's just the dread that I used to have driving home. Yeah, and now it was like almost anticipate. It was anticipated. I was like stoked. I was yeah. like, let's see what this fucking thing will do. And Didn't it was, disappoint. No, it was fucking absolutely. We went through there. People who had big jacked up trucks couldn't get to work. Oh, I was behind somebody. <laughs> By the time I got to Smithers, I was behind a guy in just a regular pickup truck. But it's, I guess it wasn't a four wheel drive. Mm-hmm. He was fishtailing everywhere you go, and I was yep. like, I'm just going to keep a safe distance. Right. But man, that thing. Um, I might I might be one of those dudes that talks about a Subaru all the time. I, I was I'm extremely stoked. I'm already one of those too. It was just so fun <laughs> not to not to actually worry about uh, dying on my way home. Or, I'm on a YouTube Reddit group. I mean, a, 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 a cross track Reddit, Reddit group. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, well, the uh, it's got my. We both have the uh, same car. Yours is a little higher package. The sport package. Mine's like the mm-hmm. whatever premium or some shit. Mm-hmm. But the um, it has the X mode. Yeah. If you know what that does, I need to turn this off real quick. The X mode 
it will make your wheels basically, basically act, turns it into a four wheel drive. Well, it makes them act. Each wheel acts independently. If one wheel starts slipping, the other ones will pick up slack we'll compensate, yeah. to compensate for it. So, it, and it kicks off when you go over twenty five miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So, um, I put it in X mode just to get up the 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 street to get to the to turn to go home, and it was simple easy yeah. i was like fuck dude i turned it on because there was a big pile of snow around my car and snow behind my car so i was just like well um in my old car I used to have to kind of get a run at it to get i hit it and i hit the gas and it flew backwards I'm like yeah. shit and i had to stand stop <laughs> stopping the brakes i'm like this one's got a little bit more power i have to be a little bit and it's more more sure-footed so i'm gonna have to be a little bit more careful okay. i got to work and everybody went and you know some of the some of the people were fucking with me they were like some of them were honestly like or Subaru fans and like, you're going to be happy with it. And I was like, okay, you know, there's a guy I work with, uh, Tim Patterson. He's a great guy. He's got a, he had an older model Outback. He loved that car. He talks about how great Subarus are. And we, and he loves my car. He talks about it. <laughs> every time I come in, he's like, man, I love that car of yours. It's a beautiful old car. I was like, thank you. But some of the other ones, you know, they had the jacked up trucks and they were, they, they fuck with you, you know, cause yeah. one of them said, uh, oh, you got your Subaru. You're going to get your, uh, your uh, coexist sticker and all that stuff. I was like, I might, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> Just to piss you off. Um, but then I think they're the kind of people whose trucks wouldn't have made it through. I could have driven to Fayetteville. I know yeah, I could have driven I, to Fayetteville I think I could have too. Um, I was worried a little bit about coming up the hill here whenever I got home from work. And it wasn't even a problem. Right. Went right up. Went right up. Luckily... It, it get, does get squirrely when you're passing people on this hill because there's not really lanes. Sure. So luckily there was nobody coming down the hill as I was going up. Well, ice is ice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're gonna. It's gonna slip some, but my one of the best cars I've ever seen on ice was a uh, my my cousin had an old Jeep um, Wagoneer Cherokee Cherokee just an old you know one of the and it was an awesome like it was standard and everything I got no time for a standard but that thing we were driving I was freaking out driving down out of South Hills like let me show you something and he got a little bit of steam stomped on the brakes and we stopped like, that's what we've got so calm down I was like oh. <laughs> um, we drove down to the bars on Christmas Jesus <laughs> yeah I slid one time switching lanes whenever I was passing somebody I bet you 60 did. it was just where you know snow piles up in the mm. middle whenever you're, everybody's driving they hadn't scrape the roads yet of right. course that wouldn't have helped right because this was snowing so fucking hard god it was a crazy so, snow man. Just, as i was coming back into my lane after passing i got it was like like a half a second right and i was right back into exactly it. that's happened to me like i was coming out of the holler um and turn turn left and it kind of and then it would kept going i was just like oop then you know one thing that happened that freaked me out on the way home is right at the go mart at uh at uh cedar glasgow grove. Yeah. cedar grove there um, my, the classiest go mart, the best go in the tri state. Yeah, <laughs> my tire pressure sent a warning came on. I was like, "Fuck, I got a flat tire. This is gonna suck." So I pulled over and I look at them. I checked the pressure on all of them. They're down to ch- three of them are down to twenty six, and one of them was at uh, thirty one. Yeah. So it's you know how um it might happen to you soon. Every year, and I always forget about it. Every year around winter time, uh. On every car I've had the past 10 years, the tire pressure light comes on because mm-hmm. for some reason, in the cold weather, air just kind of escapes out of your tires or gets thinner no, or condenses. something. Condenses. Condenses. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. And uh, I'm like thinking I got a slow leak or something. Right. But no, I stopped. 
I actually tried to get air there, but of course the GoMart air machine is out of order. Okay, somebody break break they break it intentionally. Yeah. There might be copper in it. Maybe. <laughs> but I stopped the one at GoMart and uh, the one in Alloy doesn't work. Yeah. It has a reader, but it the reader doesn't work. Yeah. And I didn't have quarters. So I was like, what is this? Go bullshit? to Smithers and go to the Parmar. You can set is that a Parmar there? I think it is. The yellow gas Sissimoco? station. Might be a BP, maybe. It's something. Man. Yeah. But you can, beside grants, right? Yeah, you yeah. can set your pressure that you want it to p- pump it up to. Well, fuck yes, two dollars. What I'm doing tomorrow, right back up. I'm I've become that guy. I love my car so much <laughs> that I that I get out and it, it's it's six months old now, it, uh, about. But I, I really get out and look at it like as I'm walking away. Like I love that. Yeah, car. like when I get up to pee, like or something, I'll just look at my car. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm glad I'm glad you're out there because it well, would suck. It is such a feeling of just contentment knowing. I, it's almost what do they call that? Uh, Schadenfreude, where you yeah, shameful joy, where you know everybody else is going to struggle and you're going to be just fine. Yeah, is, there is a little bit of that, <laughs> right? I mean, but also knowing it's a great. I think the cross track might be for my new my newly uh, doomsday mindset. It might be the ideal car. Doesn't use a lot of gas. Can can really yeah, go I through thirty five miles a gallon. Or, yeah, <laughs> me too. And it, and it and it's. Rugged, it can go. It, you know, I'm going to get a little lift on it, and get some slightly bigger tires. That's that's going to be brush guard. No, no, no. Uh, just just something sat phone inside of it. <laughs> just something. So, uh, if I had to do some off road stuff, it would be fine. You know. Uh, also, it's because if I want to drive to Michigan, it gets hairy up there. Like I, I drove my dad's. They get feet of snow. Yes, they do. There's snow in. Feet. I drove a fucking. I drove a, a gigantic Jeep Grand Cherokee up there. Gigantic. I mean, it was fucking four wheel drive and everything. It got hairy with that thing. I mean, but I think the Subaru might be better than that car. I mean, I I think it's this was a it was one of those big giant ones though, like the old. My dad he bought a white one and a black one, and they were both. They had to be eighty thousand dollar vehicles each one of them. I mean, it's top of the line. Maybe it was a buy one get one free sale. Well, it was just no. He's just like no. I can do this, so I'm going to do this. Yeah, man, well, um, that's cool. Yeah, I mean they were they were awesome. If cars. I could do that, I don't know that I would do that. But it's nice to know that you can do that. I think. Sure. I mean, but I think I'm a super guy from now on. Like I'm yeah, always I'm, just I, going to buy those. So. I don't know that I'll ever switch. Just just because you hear so many stories of people loving loving it and. Years well, and years a, and years. The cross trek fucking enthusiast group. People love it. I mean, they they get people and people are very approving. Like other people, I, I had a story. I was down at fucking uh, the Dollar General or Family Dollar, whichever one is in Smithers. Smithers Dollar General. And a guy had a blue one, and he got out of his car. He's just like cross trek, awesome. I was like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, yours is beautiful, man. I was just like, thank you. Yours is awesome too. So that's a sport. He's like, oh, that's the. He said, that's the one with a little bit more ass on it. I was yeah, like, it's yeah, got a little bigger engine. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, um, that all that being said, I did not go to work today because of the roads. Well, and I knew I could if make you get it. the opportunity, take it. Yeah, I knew it wasn't so much me worrying about getting myself there. It's the other people yeah. driving, and I I didn't feel like fucking with it. Exactly, and I'd never take off. I never call off at work, sure. so who cares? And they didn't say anything, did they? Like, no, fun, you know. Only one person showed up today from the warehouse, and I live the farthest away from from there. So I'm gonna tell you, uh, I worked at one of the worst stories, restaurant stories. I worked at a restaurant in Charleston and drove that fucking Corolla, and it was a worse snowstorm than we had now. I think I remember this one. We yeah. were doing the show at that point, weren't we? Yeah, 
and I had to, I got there, people in town didn't show up. And that boss was such a fucking prick that he didn't say, he didn't thank me or anything. I was just like, I risk my life to get down here. Basically told me, he's just like, well, like we have snow in Minnesota too. I was like, you're a fucking cocksucker. But um, then it started to get bad that night and was pouring the snow. And I just said, I'm leaving. So we dropped it. I said, I don't care. I said, I have to get home. You don't understand. Cedar Grove, they don't plow the roads. They do if not. I don't go now, <laughs> I'm not getting home. And I'll, indeed, I almost did not. One thing, they didn't plow my road until noon. They didn't plow this hill no. until noon. So Golly Bridge. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, you know, I, I drove up to Golly Bridge yesterday just because I wanted to, because I was it was snowing. I want to drive my car in the snow. Yeah. I sent you, <laughs> sent you yeah. a video. Darth Soup can do it. Um, and uh, But I didn't. Brave the hill, even though I knew I could have done it easily. Going up to the gym? Yeah. I mean, I thought about lifting, but um, I was like, well, I, I worked out twice. That's another thing, man. Strength has come back in a major way. Like, I think I'm stronger now and look more jacked than I have in a long time. Like, my shoulders standing up like I'm, I'm looking like I used to, you know. Um, and, you know, but it, it also it's because all the off days I've been taking. I've... Backed off of the crazy, I always have to go. I'm like, yeah, I'll go, you know. And the no days off mentality that's fucking stupid. You can do no days off if you're like somebody in CrossFit and you're on steroids, you know. And you, also, every day doesn't have to be go at it 1000%. Yeah, but they do. I know they I do. Mean, it's crazy. Well, I ran a half marathon on my day off. You're a fucking idiot and you're on PEDs. So, <laughs> um, but no, and my strength has been like. One thing I've noticed that I'm really glad I did, they have that big, thick 55-pound bar. I've been still putting on there that it's a 45-pound bar, you know, on the weights that I'm doing, but I subconsciously always add that 10. Mm-hmm. So instead of two plates, instead of being 225, now it's 235, but I always write down 225. Because I'm like, you know, if I would get into a meet, you know, once I grab, and you grab the other bars, it's like grabbing a wheel of switch. Your hands just fucking, I feel like I can bend that bar in half. You know what I mean? Because it makes you so much stronger having to grip that. Yeah. Um, and when it's on your back squatting, you know, it's just like, it sets in a little bit feels, better. feels a little bit more comfortable. It does. It's not such a, it's not such a focused thing. It's more area. That's so, why a lot of people use those pads. Right. And, and I set, I set it lower. I'm a, I think I'm in between a high bar and low bar squatter. I don't slide it all the way down my shoulder. I like it lines. right on top of my head. <laughs> God. <laughs> God, <laughs> some of that CrossFit shit they do, man, is like basically that. I mean, it's crazy. But um, you know, I just the roads from here to Smithers is terrible. Yeah, because I went to the grocery store for my mom at like one o'clock. Mm-hmm. From here to Smithers is terrible, but from Smithers to Walmart is clear, just wet. Yeah, and f- the road to Walmart's a private road, so they've done nothing to it. Mm-hmm. That was kind of hairy. And then the road from here all the way to my mom's house is garbage. <laughs> that's Dixie. I, know. I mean, that's that's not claimed by either county, I don't think. It's so close to three counties. Like I, right. I mean, it was scraped, but you can't get the ice off of it. It, oh, was, no. it was too cold for the salt to work. It's almost worse to scrape a road because with snow, you get some purchase. With ice, yeah. you get no purchase. There's so. no, yeah, you receive no quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I feel silly sometimes when I do that. <laughs> like use a word, like instead of traction, I'll say purchase because yeah. I I read so much and people are like, "What the hell did that even mean?" I'm like, ah, "I'm sorry." <laughs> I like. I didn't mean to be a smarty pants. Yeah. Um, no, it was uh, 
It was a fun little trip this this afternoon going to uh, the grocery store for my mom. I was I told you yesterday I felt like I'd have been comfortable going about forty to forty five. I was in the st- in the snow. And I was still fifty. <laughs> I, was, I, I think some places, I felt, you know. But like, if you have to slam on the brakes, that's that's gonna sure. suck. But if if I was by myself on the road, fifty or fifty five wouldn't have been a problem. I don't mm. think. But whenever curves, when you're approaching curves, and there's not many from here to. Charleston or from Charleston to here, I guess from yesterday. Um, like I, whenever I had to pull off the road because I thought my uh, tires were going flat. God, I'm, I, my heart almost jumped out of my chest whenever that thing popped up. Sure. You know, you're just driving, listen to, mm-hmm. I was listening to <laughs> Father John Misty. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom. I was like, Jesus Christ, no. And, but um, whenever I pulled off for that, I slid a little bit trying to get into the thing, so mm-hmm. curves. I guess I didn't slow down enough. Well, you're, you're just at a 42, right? I think 34 is what my tire pressure is supposed to be. I just thought like 42. Maybe. Maybe I need to air up my tires some more. <laughs> Maybe they just overfilled them. When I, I mean, but they're just. This I, is something I feel like I want to look up. I thought it was 34. I might be way wrong. Maybe you want less pressure in them when it's snowy or something like that. I'm looking this up. 33. It's just 33? Yeah, the for the 2018, which I'm guessing they're all the same, front is 33 and the rear tires should be 32. I just put them all at 34. Hmm. Okay. And here's one. Keep your tires full, blah, blah, blah. Um, 32 to 36. It's recommended. Hmm. Okay. We can go let some air out you of should yours get if on you the, uh, <laughs> You should get on the, uh, on the Crosscheck Reddit and check out some of the. I've looked at it before. They have some really cool looking ones, like with big knobby tires and shit my on brother, I don't want to do that, but. My brother's thinking about getting one because he goes in wild places mm-hmm. and, uh, he's thinking about getting one, jacking it up a little bit. It's the AMC. Putting a turret on top of it. Uh, <laughs> it's the AMC Eagle. That's all it is. Yeah, that's really all it is. I mean, I love it. It's a great AMC. I wish they would make those again. If Subaru could purchase the license to make an identical AMC Eagle yeah. car, I would buy that. Absolutely. Next, next go around. Exactly. Fucking old wagon. Shit. Fuck yes. They have that jelly fucking four wheel drive. If they had, this. if they had Woody like wood panels oh, yeah. on the side, I would have bought one of those. Fuck yes. The fucking Fuck new yeah. wagoneers though, Jeep wagoneers. Speaking of Woodies, holy shit, they're like a hundred thousand dollars. Are they dope looking? Fucking, I'm yeah, sure they're, they're dope. They're crazy, but they're they're like an escalator, some shit. And I got no time for that crap. No, I don't want a luxury. No, I want. Um, I want something you can fuck around in. You know. Let's look at these new wagoneers. I'm not seeing anything. Oh, I went to the wrong thing. I'm a retard. Let's just go to images, shall we? Yeah, that's badass looking though. Especially in Burgundy. It Burgundy is. doesn't good, look good on a lot of cars, but it looks good on that. Burgundy looks good on everything. Scotch. Look at that wagon here. That's the one. Fuck yes. That's the one right That's there. the Walter White one. Yeah. Or Skylar. She drove it more often. Yeah. That was her car. Skylar fucked over Walt so many so many times. He deserved to be a meth cook. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so... It's so Weird how everybody rooted for Walt in that show. And he's, he's a piece of shit. The, at least the third worst guy in that entire show. But it's who goes to worst for him. 
Tuco or the absolute um, worst. Or um, well, the twins. The twins. Ooh. God, they were such disgusting fucking people. Just the twins, and also uh, um, fucking the guy that owned the chicken place. I've completely uh, forgot his name. Gus. He ruled. I, I love Gus. He was he was an <laughs> evil, evil man. I yes, but at the same time, he was a very we'll, we'll do Dungeons and Dragons lawful evil. Yeah, he, he was the rules. He played by the rules of that. I would even say he, he he would lean more towards neutral evil, or no, or neutral neutral. Or he yeah. was just he wanted to make a product and put it out, and he didn't want to hurt anybody. But he knew the he knew the world he was dealing with. Yeah. So, mm. anyway. when they killed Gale was the worst. I'm trying to think of who Gale is. I need to rewatch this because I forget everybody's names, but the main people. He was the oh, meth- he was the cook. Yeah, the, okay. who was almost as good as Walter, and then yeah. Walter was shitty to him, and then him and Gale really got along because they were both chemists. And- yeah, that guy rules. Um, he's in a show called Billions, mm-hmm. and he plays an entirely different character, and he plays the shit out of. It. Is he like an asshole type character? Yeah, he's like a loudmouth, uh, awesome like day trader type, not day trader, but stock trader type dude. They run a big. Uh, hedge fund mm-hmm. and he's just a completely different character because in flight of the concords he plays a character that's almost just like his character from breaking bad so yeah. i'd be interesting to see um what's uh, the name of that character i'm wondering if there's like a uh, a sizzle reel of gale of him in billions what is it what is his character that's the one thing it's a mm-hmm that show's coming back soon too. I like it. Show what a is lot. billions? Yeah. Okay. Wags. Okay. His, his name's Wagner. I wonder if there's like a a compilation of him doing awesome stuff. <laughs> Let me show you how I like it. Showtime, folks. How did I know he was going to be a drug drugs? Perfect balance. I can just tell he's a great actor. He's like a Giamatti type. Yeah, and Giamatti's also in that show. You don't put ginger is on he? the fish. Yeah. It is already. This is crazy. sauced. Chill out, Mr. Miyagi. No, I won't, you fucking heathens. Want to hear a funny story? Not really. You got an ass tattoo? All evidence points to that being the case. You got me VR goggles? Why am I. Turning 13? If you were, Uncle Wagsy would be getting you laid by the most beautiful call girl in the state. You don't want to get in on this. He's great. This is not as good as I hoped it would be, but he's great. <laughs> Wags. He's great. Um, he's like the older guy in the office, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what should we talk about? There's, okay. We, we skipped over a bunch of deaths last week. John Madden died last week. I'm not trying to laugh, but I was just imagining the boom. <laughs> I was imagining the meme where it showed John Candy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Betty White, of course, she died before we or after we recorded. Betty White, that one bothered me. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I know she lived the best life. Couldn't have been better. I mean, she. I mean, here's that's it's how great her life was. Is she lived to 99, and people thought she died too soon. Exactly. She was great at everything. Yeah. Um, one of the best things she did is there's a story. This is in the 50s on her show. She had a black dancer, and they wanted to take him off the air. She's like, uh, I'm sorry. No, deal, deal with, with it. it. Yeah. 
That was fuck. Can you imagine the balls of that in the fucking fifties for a woman to tell these executives to go go fuck yourself? Yeah, that was a polite way to say go fuck yourself. You know, this is a Betty White bloopers. Let's see if there's anything good on here. Oh, there's got to be a thousand Golden Girls things on there. It's well, more popular and more successful, and you're working harder now than I think I've ever seen you work. You you work you work hard. You're in every movie. Well, I'm such a I'm such a whore. I can't say no. To you. <laughs> For some reason, I felt William Shatner come over me. Right. Which happened. Oh, I wish I could say If someone. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, That's good. When did you did you move to Los Angeles first or come to to uh, New York? When first? I was a year and a half old. Mm-hmm. I don't think California was a state at that time. <laughs> She's so right. But Is that right? I don't think so. Girls she had iconic characters too. Yeah. Rose, Suwan yeah. on uh, fucking. Uh, at ninety years old, I was uh, not Mary expecting Tyler this. Let's yeah. right. put it that way. Just the way things have gone the last couple of years has been just fantastic. That's right. So I'm going to start lying about my age. <laughs> I'm 45. You're 45. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> she, looked, she looked beautiful till the very end. Yeah, yeah. she did. Yeah. It's funny because people wanted me topless, but I said no. And it weren't you? I think so hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a um, a whole video of. Joan Rivers and her just savaging each other, savaging each other. Uh, let's look that up. Well, her bet some of her best the, the Golden Girls reels where it has, you know, Rose being a savage, Dorothy being a savage. You know. All right, it's, this is two minutes for them too, so I think they deserve it. I loved Joan Rivers. I thought she was hilarious. Um, was not a big fan. Cover girl in town. Do you know I'm a cover girl? I'm surprised, but probably yes. Oh, and if you say you are, if you dare say, who's that other man on the cover? I <laughs> You look fabulous in white. <laughs> I am the one in the pink jacket. <laughs> you look fabulous in white. It was just. <laughs> She'd have been probably 50 here yeah. or something. Don't start with me. Don't throw my cover around. You're so jealous. You, I asked you to come on tonight and look glamorous and look what you showed up in. I am so. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she just accepts it and be like, I got one for you. This stuff hanging out all of the really just ridiculous and little tassels on everything. Can you get them all going in opposite directions? With a major fan. You look wonderful. Now, you consider yourself, seriously, because you're on a cover. Not a major publication, but nonetheless, publicly, you dogs, I tell you, that's a very major publication. Your career, though, that's a good start. Now... It's funny because people wanted me topless, but I said no. And oh, weren't you? I think so hard to tell. <laughs> Saying she has small tits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet you'd be funny on a date if you ever have one. <laughs> you can tell they grew up around men. Yeah. Find it all. It's a cinch. I mean, any guy that touches me, I say, oh, gee. <laughs> Talk 
Betty White. You can always tell when women are around a lot of men the way they bust balls like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, both of them grew up in the industry. It was, you know, they had to be, this time was softer. You have so many comedians now, female comedians. I'm just going to be honest that they're, they're, they won't be iconic like Betty White because they're just not as good. No. Because no. the doors are open for them because Betty White fucking kicked them open. Kicked them open. So you, you got, I think the ones that we're going to see become big legends probably are like the Caitlin Olsons. Yes. Um, maybe Melissa McCarthy. She's great. She is, she's tremendous. The girl from uh, Saturday Night Live, the lesbian, she was in the Ghostbusters. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, she's great. She's great. Fucking Kristen Wiig's great. Kristen Wiig, yeah. I mean, there, um, there's a lot Leslie of- Leslie Jones, also very fucking funny. Oh, yeah. But I'm talking more like the the girls who are really comedians. Yeah. There's so many bad comedians that they just get over for being girls. You know, that happens. Um, um, I like Amy Schumer. but She, she used to be great. Yeah. Honestly, because she told jokes- that were funny. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like there was no, nothing behind it. There's no right. political. Agenda. She got, she, 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 be, she became the it girl and she decided to lean into that instead of just being, funny. and then she got scared. Yeah. She's like, I can't lose this, what I've got. And then that's like trying to fucking catch smoke. You know, yeah. you're just going to have to just let it, let it drift. You know, um, I don't think Whitney Cummings is very funny. I think she's very funny. I know you guys like her. I don't I like care her for her. Um, I don't think uh, there's a couple of them that are popular that I don't think are funny at all. Um, Nikki Glazer, I think she's pretty funny. Nikki Glazer's not bad, and she's hot. Um, she's like nine feet tall, it seems. I don't um, think Chelsea Handler is funny one fucking bit. Neither I, do I. I think she's garbage. I think that she's uh, her brand of just snark is so fucking irritating. Yeah, and I don't it's like just, her that I just can't stand her ass. Um, Christina P. Tom Segura's wife. She's awesome. She's great. I like Christina. P. She's one of the dudes. Um, <laughs> oh shit! Um, it's hard to think of. Uh, Jessica Kirsten. I don't think I've seen. Is that the? She's like this sort of overweight Jewish woman. Yeah, she's she's very funny, and she does this weird podcast where she she interviews people in a different character every time. Yeah. And they just, they don't know what the character is going to be. So they just have to deal with it. It's very funny. It's called disgusting Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> it is wild. Um, trying to think of any other, I mean, there's billions. There's one, uh, Taylor. She's like maybe 27 years old by now. Taylor something. I've watched one of her specials. It was very funny. Um, but Bill Burr said it best when that woman, so well, how can I be the best? This he's just like, don't be that. He's like, yeah. be undeniable. How many fucking times do I have to answer yeah. this question? She yeah. was asking about uh, females yeah. being held back just because they're girls. Yeah, and he's, he's got like, nothing to do with it. That argument he got into that with female comedian though was one of the funniest things because she thought she was going to be a dick. She was. I think that she was big game hunting. She's like, I'm going to be willing to take Bill Burr down. I'm going to be. No, the- you're not. <laughs> Nobody's going to take Bill Burr down. Bill Burr is the fucking white lion. You better just leave him alone. <laughs> um, I mean, there's dozens of funny bitches out there. I'm just talking about the ones, but they all they all appear and then just disappear. It seems well, like they, they make their loot and get out. That's I, I respect that. Like the like the people get into music and they have one big song and then they're paid for and they're just like I'm just just live my life now. I can yeah. do whatever I want. 
you know, as much as I hate the fucking song and I, and I hate the idea, uh, Summertime Girls, yellow or whoever, not yeah. yellow. Uh, it was a yellow. It was a yellow. Uh, oh, God. LFO. LFO, yeah. yeah. That was the stupidest goddamn shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. But they made that song strictly to make money so they would never have to work. Yeah. They I respect it. had a couple it. follow-up hits. Yeah, I respect. No, I don't. Did, they had a couple. Did they? Yeah. But, I mean, that was. on TV was one of them. That was a huge hit. But there was no music value to it whatsoever. It's garbage. It's crap. But they knew that. You know, they they went into it knowing I'm not in this to be the Beatles. I'm in this to make to make, score a huge hit and make millions of dollars, so I don't actually ever have to do a nine to five tour around one summer and yeah. Then maybe in 15 years we'll hit the uh, hit the county fair, yeah. state fair circuit. Uh, but that's when you've not spent wisely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. End up as a judge on some talent show on TV, maybe. Uh, yeah, like, like Nick Lachey. Yeah. God. 98 Degrees had so many hits. They had a lot of hits. I mean, he he has to have millions in the bank. Oh, God. Yeah. Because he's one of those guys who spent wisely. You know? They might have actually wrote their own songs. I can't. I don't well, I mean, so. but some of them. Yeah, some, if you ever look at a list, like a, new, like a pop song and look at the list of writers, there's like sometimes there's 15 to 20 writers on a song. Right. It is insane. And, but it's all, you know, now we're in the age of Lord, you know, Lord, 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 Lord. I mean, I, I, I like Lord. I like her a lot, yeah, but great. I'm saying that, you know, the, the, the whole episode of that, the, the message behind that is actually absolutely correct. Music does no longer take talent. It takes somebody who's tech savvy. Well, know, to so. have a big hit, it no longer takes talent. Right. Like me and Jama were. That's we, not what I meant. You guys are. No, no. Um, you know. It's back in the day to sound different, you had to figure shit out. Right. In the in the studio. Yeah. I mean the Beatles were actually cutting and pasting things and with actual scissors and paste. Right. And like a, I want a good backwards guitar solo here, but I don't know how to do it. So like Let's engineer figure it out. Yeah. Figure out how to, how right. to do yeah. that. Now it's just like Alexa. Yeah. Me, yeah. yeah, me and Jamo were like, we can we can do everything that they did with some clicks. God. And it's it almost feels like cheating, but we're going to do it. <laughs> no, I'm, but you guys are musical guys. You know what sound? You know what I mean? It's it comes from a place of real wanting to do something great. And I I would never, you know. But what I'm saying is, is that we've come to a point. It happened to the you know the biggest example I can think of is Rome. The Greeks did everything so original. You know, they were the, like the original sculptors. They were the original, all this stuff. The Romans were great, but most of the stuff they were doing is just reproducing what the Greeks did. They just refined it a little bit or, you know, there's one of the most famous um, ironworks is the Dying Gaul. And it was a, uh, it was a, uh, originally it was a Greek statue and then they had a Roman re- redid it. It's beautiful, but it's a recreation of something. That's, that's the point we're in as a society. Roman society had, so- had the, the originality had stopped because Everybody went along a strict. There was a there was a path forged that people didn't want to stray off of. You know what I mean? So, um, we're, it's even worse for us because we have worldwide culture. It's not even, yeah, isolated to one small. You know, well, shit. The Romans controlled. Like if you do the if British you do, Isles, to if you fucking, do something stupid and it gets caught on film, or if you make a bad tweet or a yeah, bad Facebook post, you could be um, dragged all over the world. And then your life could be possibly ruined. Right. You know, which we could probably talk about that. <laughs> Patton Oswalt. Uh, man, it's rough. It's such a tough thing to talk about because I love Patton is like, 
He's like the one of us that did good. Exactly. He's like a, he's like a Keenan brother who who hit big. He's a little bit paunchy, quick witted. You know, um, likes his like his likes You're his one of those things, huh? You're one of those things. Hey, this guy. <laughs> um, but he's just great. And then the fact that, but I'm, I, I mean, I get it. I thought about it I, and I kicked it around. I'm like. I understand you get him apologizing or you get people being mad about him. I get him friends. I get him apologizing. I get it too. I mean, he's got Alice. He's got, you know, um, Meredith Meredith. I mean, and they've got a great life and he wants to, if he was a young edgy comedian, he would tell them to go fuck themselves, but he's not that anymore. Well, he's a great comedian who's got a good life. That's a, that's a nice family man. And now he's in a niche and he wants to stay there. I get did, it. I understand. Did he not know, though with his fan base and the image that he's because he's, he's been a big pusher he, overest- of that type he of, overestimated his hold on him he's been a big pusher of that type of the call out culture he's been a big Has pusher he? of that yeah he went uh, he uh sucks made some snarky things about shane gillis yeah, yeah. it sucks and shane gillis was like i'm I don't, I don't ever wish this upon anybody but it's pretty funny that's happened to this fat dork <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um he said that about Pat Oswalt. Yeah. yeah, God, so they're they're in a war of words. No, no. are they actual friends? Probably or not. not? They've, they've run in similar circles behind the scenes or whatever. He's probably called him or sent him a direct message or something, telling him that he uh, shouldn't have done that or right. whatever. I can see that. But how, he had to know that there was going to be some sort of backlash to him taking a picture and putting it up with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, but there shouldn't be any backlash. With there shouldn't be. I He's mean, known him literally since they both started. Comedy. I haven't watched the special, so I don't know the context of the joke yet. So um, it's people are making. Is it questionable? Not really. No. Okay. Not to sane people. Right. But the uh, it, it's making it seem like they they make it seem like Dave Chappelle wants all trans people rounded up and thrown into a furnace. That's what they make it seem like. He would, I don't. He can never say anything like that. He didn't. What did he say? It's it's a it's long. We can watch it after we're done. Here. Can you give me the gist? Um, it's basically like trans people are jumping line. Black people still haven't gotten to where the trans people are right now. Okay. Well, here's the thing about that. And he makes it funny. Yeah, and and that would be funny. Um, and there's some truth to it, but. I think that I'm trying to phrase this in a in a way that doesn't sound. You know what I mean. And also, another part of it is that his friend, um, a trans who was a trans woman, trans woman from San Francisco, Mm -hmm. who opened for him, and every time he went to San Francisco Mm -hmm. for a couple years at least, yeah, um, defended him on on his last after his last special, and then she was bullied into killing herself. That's just on, on awful the, on the internet. So, and he probably has a little bit of an ax to grind for that. Sure. You know? Sure he does. But he's, they're making it seem like he wants them round up and that's just and insane. In furnace, but it, he's, he doesn't want, he wants everybody to have the same rights. Right. And, and, um, like all these new words that we're supposed to learn, all the different pronouns, all these things that are just being invented out of thin air that you're supposed to know right away. Right. Can I have a minute? You know? Yeah, especially when you're older. <laughs> yeah. He's, I mean, Dave's 48, I think. Is he that young? I thought he was Yeah, he hot. started comedy when he was 15. I remember. I remember him 
God, he's such a dorky kid. Mm-hmm. Just the way he fucking. He used to talk like this, man. <laughs> no, he talks a little bit more like this. It's very gravelly. Yeah. It's from all the he's smoking. Been smoking for yeah. 27 years. Yeah, shit. He needs to watch that. Yeah. It's a terrible habit. Oh, yeah. You're going to tell me. Shit, me too. I smoked. I'm just thinking, like, um, since I quit smoking, everything's better. I sing so much better. That's the main thing. I thought it would make my voice sound cooler smoking, but it well, didn't. But I'm afraid. I smoked and I've worked in. Lots of factories. So now I'm worried about my lungs. Yeah. But I go to the doctor regularly. He's like, you know. They listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. You ever have an MRI? No. Shit. I'm, I'm terrified. <laughs> like, but, I, but I've also said what will happen if I get some kind of di- diagnosis. And I'm sticking to that. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. It's going to be great. Anyway, back to Dave. Okay. Dave <laughs> Sorry. <and Patton. laughs> they, um, like his wife was in the in the Twitter comments trying to defend him. Who all, Meredith was? Yeah. All you have to do is just let it blow over. Be a Bill Burr. Fuck you. Walk away. Don't yeah. say anything. Yeah. Don't say anything about it. Just go on about your daily life. Put your phone down. Stop. All right. You have a wonderful, beautiful family. You don't need to be online all the time. And then Alice, Alice might start getting bullied. She might. He's probably afraid of that, too. Probably. So. But you just got to let this stuff blow over, man. Like. Especially got, if you're him and you're comfortable. You, I mean, he's probably got at least $7 million in the bank. Reddit, too. He still does great online. $7 million? Shit, he's got probably more. I don't he's, know. He's probably got $100 million. Should we look, look up Patton Oswalt's net worth? I mean, he was on a he was on a, a major, major show, Ratatouille. Um, his specials are all, you know, big performers. Let's look up Patton Oswalt's net worth, shall we? I'd um, say $30, $30 million. Net worth $10, $10 million. Still good. Those are, I mean, these are guesstimates. Yeah. Five, six. Yeah, right. Uh, Says he's five, six. Yeah. He Says, might be. He might be. Yeah. Says 10 million. Do you think really, I, th- I figure closer to 20. Yeah, I would think too. But these are just. They don't know how much is how like whenever they factor in net worth, they factor in everything you own. He might have stock holdings that aren't factored in. He that. Pro- he probably does because he's very intelligent. So, um, but yeah, uh, blow let it blow over. Yeah. Don't say anything. Don't apologize. Never apologize because it's not enough. It's a religion now. Right. It's a religion. You have to do penance too. You have to flagellate you, yourself. Yeah, you have to do something in order to get them off of you. It's a lot like well, for a while it was like get- Christianity, a lot like Scientology. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. I was going to mention something. I did it. That has been something I've stuck to. What? Scientology? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not going to do it. You can mention him if, if you want a, to make a joke. Made a conscious effort. Okay. No, I'm just not going to do it. So. Right on. Good on you. Um, now it's, uh, yeah, you got to let it blow over. Um, I figure, uh, I mean, there hasn't been anything about it the last few days online, but that long apology post, dude, with that fake picture of him. Oh, he's caught Candid in a moment writing something out. Come on, dude. I know. It's very, it's, it's ham handed. <laughs> yeah. And I love him so much. That it, I do too. It hurt me. Like, I was just like, Patton, <laughs> come on, man. It, it, it would be like if that, if I would talk to him like I talked to my brother, I would take him in a room, like, we got to talk. Like, you can't do this, you know? They're not going to forgive you, so just blow through it. Yeah, they're not forgiving anybody. It's, I mean, it, it, literally, it's like they. It's why they don't go after Bill Burr because they know he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't. 
Bill Burr, like they try to go after Bill Burr and he just like, he's racist. And then his wife's like, is he? <laughs> yeah. But then they'll say, well, just because there's, well, you know, it's just like, um, fuck you. And he's, they really, and he'd probably say, yeah, I am racist. Everybody's racist. You know, he'll, he, he'll come he out. He would probably yeah. say something like that. Because he God, said he joke. said he said that before. His joke in the last special that he was really toeing the line when him and his wife got in an argument about slavery, and she like I think his his thing is was uh, we're better off now that it happened than it hadn't have happened. That's but, a rough one, and it was something along those lines, right? And it, he was he's like, yeah, it shouldn't have happened, of course. But the music would have suffered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, with him, they got in an argument about uh, about music, about it, about Elvis and all that stuff, and like you know, now it's blatantly just ripped off from black people. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, um, but I do feel like sometimes one of the only bands that did it the right way, Elvis, of course, did sing this whenever he was doing the black music. He sang it like a black guy. Yeah, the Beatles also did their best to sound like they were from Mississippi. Yeah. You know what I mean? They wanted they played the music the way it's meant to be played. They, never they didn't today. Pat Boone it up. Right. Like Pat Boone, Tootie Fruity. Oh, Rudy. When you hear fucking Little Richard rip into fucking Tootie Fruity, you know that this is the greatest country in the world. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, that that's the argument that I've made lately is that, you know, especially with the January 6th thing, coming back around and the fact that they're canonizing those people and everything, how much my country has let me down. But there are some things about my country that will never let me down. It's music. Um, our movies, rarely. Yes, our entertainment. Um, our, Which is also uh, a detriment. The bread and circus really. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, <laughs> really lets things, gets us distracted. You have been watching videos about, yes, about, I have. about history. <laughs> Do you know it in Latin? Uh, what? <laughs> Do you know what it, how to say it in Latin? I bet it's really cool. Panem et circus. Yes. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy I know is in a band called Bread and Circus, too. Yeah. Um, they really get us distracted and they really try to slip things through sure. and they usually do. It usually works. And we're like, yeah, hey, but the Avengers is on. We'll just watch the <laughs> Marvel is such a bright spot of this whole. I will never forget like that stretch of Marvel movies we went to and just came walking out. Yeah, just, we were getting like three a year. I mean, like we were like, years. and every time we walked in, we're like, there's no way they can keep this going. And then they do. <laughs> I'm just like, this is, you know, seeing Endgame was a once in a life, once in a generation fucking happening Opening night with an absolute. Inf- yes, theater. Infinity War and the fucking Endgame. Yeah. Both being tremendously good movies and being so, yes, they're fuck you, Bill Maher. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, he's such a cunt about that. Yeah, I mean, it's like panning Star Wars because you don't fuck you. I mean, yes, come on. The original Star Wars is not that good. Let's just be honest. <laughs> but, you know, it's still a, a thing. You know, The Empire Strikes Back especially is so massive of a thing. You know, that is a, that's really the only movie of those three, if you really think about it. Star Wars was huge. Don't get me wrong. It was huge because of the special effects and all that stuff. But that led into The Empire Strikes Back, which is a once in a generation moment. With, you know, I'm your father. You can't. F- that we had that moment with both Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, the snap and everybody disappearing and, and dying. We all knew in the back of our heads it wasn't. I gonna knew they were going to face it. Yeah, but wow. at the same time, you're like, what an ending. Yeah, it didn't. The bad guy actually won. I at the beginning, that's what he said. He's just like, I lost the kid. And he's like, Tony, we lost. You know, it's, it's like he kicked our ass. There's nothing we can do about it. You know. Um, 
Shit, I'd like to watch those again. We can do it tonight. That beginning of fucking Endgame with... Uh, Dear Mr. Dear Fantasy. Mr. Fantasy. God damn, God damn it's so fucking good. So good. It made me interested in Hawkeye. Wow. <laughs> Hawkeye was fucking great. It's pretty good. It I was mean, a good show. It was basically, it was the Kate Bishop show, but she's cool. And I she's like good. her a she lot. Did Haley, is it Haley Stein, Steinfeld? Steinfeld or she's, she's great. She's really good. She was able to sell it. You know yeah. I mean? A lot of those lines are cheese as fuck, but she was really able to do it. Um, bringing in the kingpin. Um, and apparently Daredevil is going to be all over the fucking place now. Yeah, I think he's going to be, be in Hulk. everything. I think he's going to so, be in Hulk. Yeah, She-Hulk is... Have you seen the... Uh, Looks like it's set in the 80s, doesn't it? Well, it's not, but they're copying the 80s vibe because from the... From the yeah. Well, it's from the comic, from the John Byrne comic. She had big hair. I'll show you a picture of... And they and they copied her look and put it on the show. And the gal that's going to play her is also great. I've seen her in a couple things. She's going to be motion-tracked... Um, because no woman or human being could possibly be as. Uh, yeah, she's going to be like six foot three or something. That's there's a couple of different uh, things we can. T- I will show you the Joe Jesco, which is like one of the most famous. Uh, one of the most famous paintings of She-Hulk. Fuck yeah, dude. Just that fucking loaded up dumbbell and all <laughs> those. Fu- and all those guys around her are like, uh, that's Tom Platts. That's Franco Colombo. Uh, Robbie Robinson. Um, Arnold's back there. Fuck yeah, uh, Ferrigno, and I think Dave Draper, who just who recently just died. Joe Jesco knew his bodybuilding. Um, but the one that they're really basing it on is uh, John Byrne She Hulk, which was uh, it's going to have a lot in common with Deadpool because the Deadpool bit where he's like, you know, fourth wall breaking, they stole that from She Hulk. Right on. So, um. This is actually a tremendous. So this uh, this show's likely to make fun of itself. And yes, absolutely. This is the look that uh, John Byrne She Hulk had. It's pretty great. Big old hair. Yeah, it's awesome. She's not like the She Hulk they have in the comics now. I think they had women complaining. She's not jacked enough. You know, she the she should be just as big and strong as the Hulk. Okay, but, but why why have a She Hulk if she's going to be the exact exact same? Exactly. Thing? She is like. In the comics, she's half as strong as the Hulk, which is still class 50. She's not class 100. She's class 50. Class 50 are some of the strongest people in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. She can go toe-to-toe with class 100 people. She can't punch with a juggernaut and people like that because the Hulk can barely punch with a juggernaut. I mean, you get the Hulk mad, he hits him with a good one. You know, you got to fight. But then you got, you know, I know I'm a comics nerd, but that class 100 and all that stuff. You know, your class hundreds include Superman, uh, fucking, uh, you know, Hyperion, Gladiator, all these fucking, all the Superman clones. I don't even think Omni Man in. Uh, Can't wait for that to come back. Yeah, but I don't. I don't even think he's class hundred. He might be. He might be on the cusp, but he's not quite as strong as Superman. Um, they always Homelander, not class hundred. He's probably class seventy five, eighty. He's crazy strong. But they're like for that to come back too. I, well, I haven't really gotten into it yet. I mean, I'm I'm so far behind. I've been watching. Uh, I haven't been watching anything new. I've been reading. Um, Nerd. <laughs> well, let's do uh, favorite things, let's and we can get that. into that. We're basically just doing that anyway. Yeah, that's what we always do. When <laughs> Jesus, mm, sound. I think I'm allergic to something in your house. My penis. 
<laughs> I rub my penis on on your mic thing. Tremendous. Yeah. I do it every week, and it's finally getting you. Favorite things. Badass. They're like a purple color. Big knobby tires on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that much bigger, but they're, I think they're more all weather. Well, the um, our the Crosstracks have like an eight and a half inch ground clearance, which mm-hmm. is more than most trucks. Yeah, it does. It's insane. It is. Just like the AMC Eagle. Yeah. It's that really high. Um, well, first things first, uh, like we said, the the cars in the snow, that was great. Uh, started playing... Uh, Ghost of Tsushima again. I've heard it was amazing. Fuck. It is so amazing, and it's addictive. I wish I hadn't picked it back up, because I'm <laughs> literally sitting there, you know, just next mission, next mission, next mission. I need to get into video games again. Um, I, if I hadn't bought it digitally, I would have, I will let you borrow it. But um, my favorite part is killing the Mongols. Like, um, you go, you have to liberate these farm towns, and they're, like, kind of spread out. So you go to each little section of the farm town and then you have to figure out well how am I going to kill them you got a bow you can plant a couple of them right between their eyes and kill them that way but my favorite thing is get above them and just come down with a sword and fucking kill them right and then jump out and then you they'll discover the body and they'll look around for you and then when they can't find you they kind of settle back down then you start just you know picking them off one by one but they throw a fucking uh, monkey wrench in there by having trained eagles that are circling <laughs> above so you, so you have to take them out and you got to wait for the land and re- like really hit the shot just right and kill them. Plus, they've got big chow dogs with them that are fucking vicious, like mm. Tibetan mastiffs. Um, it's a tremendous game. Like I just found, I just did this whole thing where I found legendary suit of armor, and then you there's so many different skill trees you can build up. You can get them all kinds of different sword stances and stuff. Sword stances only work a guy with a shield. You have to change your stance so he'll be like this, and then he'll be like this. And then he'll be like, you know, it's just, it's fucking awesome, dude. It's so good. You get a horse and you can just fucking ride through and see all kinds of crazy shit. There's fox dens where you follow, you follow this, uh, this fox to this, to this thing and you pray and it gives you this charm thing. You can compose haikus. Hmm. You can go sit in, uh, like hot springs and, and think about things that increases your total health. Um, there's all kinds of vanity stuff where there's different colors that you can color your armor and all. It's, it's fucking such a great game, dude. It's. I still believe that The Last of Us Two earned best game of the year because it is the best game. But Ghost of Tsushima was right there with it. The only thing that set Last of Us Two above it was Joel and Ellie and Abby. You know, it's just their their characters were so finely drawn. I, I got drawn into that again and played it through again and. Shit. <laughs> It's such a fucking gut punch. I mean that that fight between Abby and Ellie at the end. You know, Abby bites off two of her fingers, and that's tough. Yeah, they Abby gets captured by these slavers. Jesus, and they're like they've got her like up on this. It's crucified, but she's tied. She's not nailed in. Crucified, and she lost pretty much. Most of her muscle. Her and Ellie are roughly the same size now. And her hair's been cut off. She looks like a fucking cadaver. And they just start going at it in the fucking surf. And 
you know, she's not going to fight her at first. And Abby has this little girl who wants to be a boy. You know, I don't know how we say it. It's he's a boy, but you know, uh, he's uh, gender dysphoric, transvestite. Okay, I guess would be the proper term. I, I do try to, I do try to play that, not play the game. I tr- do try to do that right because I think it's so small of a thing to refer to somebody how they would prefer to be referred to. But anyway, um, she's like, I'm not going to fight you, and uh, Abby walks over and puts a knife to her neck, like, Oh yeah, you are, or I'm going to kill you. And they get into a, just a fucking knockdown drag out, and Abby's got her. I mean, Ellie's got her underneath the water, you know, and. Then it just shows this flash in her head, and Joel sitting on the porch playing the guitar, and she lets her go. And then it goes to this whole thing where Joel and her are having a conversation, and he's sitting on the porch. And God, it's so I, I love those games. I, the third one, um, they're doing a third one. They're going to have to do a third one. Right the story's on. not told. I mean, okay. it's a Ellie has, yeah, it's going to have to be a trilogy, and. I want them to be controversial with the next one too. I want, I was so pleased that I got to play as Abby, even though at first I didn't want to. I'm like, why the fuck do I want to play this bitch? She's going to do something fucked up. I know she is. And the more I played her, the more I loved her. And I loved her almost as much as I love Ellie. You know, their stories are so, they parallel each other. They both had fathers who, who got killed. Joel killed Abby's father. So Abby was going to take her revenge. Ellie is going to go do that. And then it's going to be back and forth. I got in a big argument with people about it and they don't like the game. I'm like, you're, you're fucking crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. I know it's a, I know it's a opinion question, but if you hate that, the other character so bad that betrays a lack of emotional maturity on your part, because it's just, you can't just be home team. You have to see it from other people's eyes. Joel deserves what happened to him. It's sad, but it's a, it's true. And I love Joel. He's probably Joel. I would be like to be Joel's friend in real life. You know what I mean? He would, he was a guy I would have hung around with and and really almost idolized, looked up to. You know what I mean? Like that sort guy, of like me. Yeah, exactly like mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Big rangy Texas guy. You know, he's tough. He's gruff. He can, but he's also got that soft side. And you know, he's a good dad and all that stuff. You know, he's everything I would want to be. Plays guitar, sings a little bit. Yeah. And he's some dick every now and then. <laughs> um, and then his brother Tommy is another Texas boy. That's one of the only things I'm I it's not that I didn't like the casting of of two Latino guys playing him. I think that's a good thing. You know, different direction, that's nice. But the the fact that they were two Texas boys was almost so quintessentially American in that thing. You know what I mean? So anyway. Uh but Played the game. Then I started listening to Supernova in the East, which is uh, Dan Carlin about world about Japan and World War Two. It's a I don't know that I've it's heard fucking that great. Talking about how you know they go into all these different things about the the combat. You know, but Pearl Harbor is such a minor part of the whole thing, and you know how Japan got to where they were, and it only took about it took it took eighty years for them to go from. Uh, the fucking feudal age to being the most, one of the most modern nations on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you know, they're that breakneck pace that they, cause they closed. Japan was closed. People were not allowed in there and they froze. They froze technology. They froze everything for how long, uh, for from, it had to be 500 years or something thereabouts. Um, so, 
when they finally, of course, it was America that forced them to open. America is such a dick sometimes, especially back then. Gunboat. They call that gun, gunboat. Uh, gunboat diplomacy. Gunboat diplomacy. Like, well, you're open for business now because you have shit that we want. And we're going to give you a fair price, but you're open. You know? Mm-hmm. So Japan was like, oh, I guess we are. And then they started. But then they were. They saw what was happening to other colonized nations. And Japan is the only nation that was like that, or the only group of people who did not go the way of all the other colonizations, the Maori or the Hawaiians or any of those groups. They became a colonizing nation in their own right and could fight with the Western colonizing nations. Some people think it's a mistake that they did that. They should have had a pan-Asian thing and then should have, because there was this, that racism was a massive part of that age, even way worse than it is now. People thought that Asians, you know, were less, that they were, you know, which they learned their detriment when they, especially they started fighting. They're like, well, these motherfuckers can fight, you know, so, um, you know, their technology was great, all kinds of stuff. Um, it's, it's incredibly interesting because I'm a, Big fan and and, uh, and fascinated by Japanese culture, you know, and the fact that they are so different now than they were, you know, just in the forties. You know, yeah. they were terrible. They were in the forties, you know, when, when the shit they were in the thirties and forties they were doing to the rape of Nanking and things like that. They were doing the Chinese and the things they were doing to American prisoners and the things they were doing to civilians, all that stuff. They were a nation of almost sadists i mean it was like fucking crazy i'm talking about their armies pretty much but yeah. the, but the nate but the people like the civilians on the islands were all for it you know they of course you're going to have your your dissenters which were usually the the usual suspects you know college professors stuff like that but also in japan you had a large group of college professors and stuff like that who were really pro Pro imperialism, pro all those things. You know, they would, t- they were part of the system to teach these kids to love that kind of shit. You know, so of course Dan, as only as interesting as Dan Carlin can make it. You know, mm-hmm. it's so fucking great listening to him. Um, he talked about the the last Japanese soldier surrendered in nineteen seventy four. Yeah, <laughs> so he was just like twenty nine years after. You know, the war was officially over. He said, and he was still killing people. He was still killing people in the Philippines. He had a full complement of grenades. He had full, you know, he had all kinds of rounds of ammunition, all kinds of shit. They had to get his family out there to fucking talk him down. And finally, the only thing that would get him to come out is his superior officer, who was a bookmaker at that point. They had to fly him out <laughs> and say, hey, it's over. You can you come know? home now. And then he returned, though, to a to a Japan that was way different than he ever wanted it to be. He He... He he said, well, if we followed what we said we believed, then this shouldn't be happening. You know, we should all be dead. We should have fought because it was thing. It was a thing. You know, they would they were going to fight to the last man. It took us dropping two nu- nu- nuclear bonds onto emasculate a culture to turn what to turn it into the Japan we know and love today. And now I, they make the best cars. And now they make affordable. And now their culture reliable. Well, but now their culture is it still has that hard edge to it. Like oh, yeah. people don't understand that. That like, you know, they talk about the Koreans being apt to fight, like very quick tempered. They're not the only ones from that part of the world that are like that. The Japanese are very so much like that. You know, that's the thing about feudal Japan especially. Everybody was armed. 
Yeah. I mean, even the farmers who weren't supposed to be armed were armed. And that's why they have such a complicated system of face that is so staggeringly polite. Because you have two people who are, you know, a monk or a, or a ronin, you know, a masterless samurai, or even a samurai who, you know, they, who knows who's best, you know, you might die. So, you know, you do this thing where you have to battle each other and everybody has to be gravely because you... Man, if you start fucking, if it's on and popping, you might get your fucking head chopped off because you never know how good the next guy's going to be because everybody's armed. So, um, you think we should do that? I think I, mean, I think Virginia, that our culture, I think our culture would be better in some ways because of that. I think that I think that uh, the potential for death and violence does enforce a culture to be more polite, and I think that uh, more lawful. Even Japan, Japanese culture was incredibly lawful. Like you had rogue guys, but they were they were the exception. They were hunted down and killed. You know, but then you would have large bands of them. Yeah, and and they could be incredibly well trained because the weapons were so good. You know what I mean? That's another thing. They're Basically, we- here we have constitutional carry. You're allowed to carry your gun. Right. Which I'm all for. I'm 100% for. Right. I don't like people that open carry because he's like, look at me. Yeah, it's fucking- I have very... I'm all for guns. A large amount of respect yeah. for people that carry and and don't make a big fucking deal about right. it. Right. Um, you can basically do that here. Yeah. So you better be careful who you fuck with in West Virginia and yeah. a lot of these states around us. Um, but we're also polite because we're just polite people. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think our, I think poverty does that. Um, everybody's in the same boat. So why be shitty to anybody? Um, but also West Virginians will fight, uh, <laughs> at, the, at the drop of a hat, you know, they need and, and drop it themselves if they have to. Um, but all, we're also known for our hospitality and just, you know, people talk shit about Bette Midler, talk shit about us, and so many people came to our defense. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, those are good people. I don't give a fuck what their political aspirations or political leanings are or whatever. They're good people. And if you go there, you would know that. And she was retracted, you know. Anyway, um, the other thing I got into and uh, can't wait to continue on because now I'm in a, I've got a path I'm going to take. Uh, of a of a period of learning, a period of history, starting with Alexander the Great. I already read a bunch of books about Alexander the Great. I know a lot about him, but I thought I'd read this comprehensive, really big history about it. It's like 500-page history. Are you going to uh, read about Alexander the Okay, Alexander the Good? <laughs> I was getting ready to make that joke. Like Alexander the Mediocre. I was wanting for everybody around here, because somebody's like, you know, they don't call him Alexander the pretty good guy. You know, <laughs> No, he was a fascinating individual. Um, had conquered the new world by the time he was 32. Died briefly after it. Had, had conquered into India. Had, had reached the Ganges, you know, all that shit. So um, encountering these vastly, wildly different cultures, he would have made it to China. Had had he not died, he was on his way back because his men just refused to go any further. But he was doing this thing where he was recruiting these kids from like the cultures he had conquered and were bringing them up in the Macedonian system. That's another thing. Um, it's so complicated of a thing to say who they were people want to say they're greek technically they were ethnically but they were macedonians the macedonians were a very um you would call them provincial 
very rustic group, very hillbilly group of of uh, very almost very West Virginia esque uh, Greeks. Mm-hmm. They're even their uh, kings at one point kept animals and had you know fucking farms and stuff like that. Even their 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 you know the highest the high king had that. Uh, the other Greeks looked down on them, didn't like them, thought they were you know rude and you know very. Rustic, you know, didn't care for them. Uh, but they, you can't doubt their fucking prowess in battle. They were fucking rough. They could fight. Um, Alexander's dad was Philip II, who was, a lot of people argue that Philip, well, you can't argue that he didn't set the stage. He set the stage for Alexander. Um, we get into a huge chunk of history with this because Alexander, people, even people who are casual, who don't even listen know about history aren't it's not totally foreign to them they've heard the name alexander the great they don't know who he is or stuff like that but they've heard the name and it's also tied to biblical times it was roughly around biblical biblical times um he dealt with a lot of biblical people um the the you know lebanon places like that um conquered a lot of uh into iran he had gone into iran he was in iraq he was in all those different places uh Fought the Achaemenid Persians, who were this uh, massive empire of all those people. It's the same people that the Spartans fought at Thermopylae, same group. Um, and uh, Alexander was a fearless battle commander. He's he rolled the dice so many times, man. He should have died so many times. Mm-hmm. He, he got hit with an arrow in his chest. He got shot in his leg. He uh, caught malaria and should have died. So many different things happened to him. He was. Um, Pansexual, I guess, would be the nice would be the the uh, the term. He actually that, was that one where you're attracted to the intelligence. No, that's uh, sapiosexual. Pansexual is, I think, it's everybody. You know, you just take everybody. Um, you know, isn't that just bisexual? It, pretty with much flowers. Pretty much, but it's bisexual uh, with extra steps. <laughs> yeah, essentially, um, he had a, a, a one thing I was. Not shocked to learn, but surprised. He had a, uh, a, a castrati, oh yeah, a castrato uh, eunuch. Or, I mean, that's a fucking. A lot of people think Michael Jackson was a castrato. That's very possible. Um, he had a eunuch that he was in love with, that he had formed a, a relationship with later in life. He also had a guy named Hephaestion, who was uh, his lover at one point. To that point, he also had wives. He fathered children. It always goes back to this thing that the Greeks had no real concept. Of a sexuality, you know, everybody was having sex with everybody. There was a thing that they practiced other Greek cultures where a older man would take a young man, and you know, they would have a sexual relationship when he was young, and then it would flower into a it's Nambla. That's well, all that fucking is. That still sort of happens with like teenage gay boys, sure. and older gay men. That's, right. That's I don't think it, the- I, I don't. Think, I, I, it's inexcusable, but I'm saying that that's a thing that happened back then, and still continues. Um, but you know, just because it's an ancient thing and it's something that happened, it doesn't make it good or natural or any of that stuff. It's just not. I'm not talking about homosexuality. I'm talking about the thing of a older man with a younger. Yeah, person. something you just, get, nowadays you get thrown in prison, and I think rightfully so. But. Um, Alexander, then the thing that happened was, and I always talk about this, Alexander uh, got really sick after a big drinking bout. The Macedonians were massive drinkers. They drank what was called unwatered wine. Wine, <laughs> back then, just scoop was, it out with a spoon. <laughs> basically, it was that. It was condensed. 
Like, and then you would add the amount of water that to taste or to to whatever people were gonna gonna do for the party. The Macedonians drank it straight. I mean, just massive, immense alcohol content. Um, he had one of a drinking bout, got really sick, and he died. And then they asked him who should lead after he was gone. And he said the worst thing he could ever possibly said. He said the strongest, and then he died. You have a huge army of these veteran warriors have fought everybody and defeated everybody in the field. They fought the the, the Persians. They fought um, the, the, uh, old Hindu warriors. They fought, um, you know, they fought all these people and had and were almost like godlike in their own sense that even out in, the, in a lesser way than Alexander was. So they fell to fighting amongst themselves. This is a crater. That's what they use to dilute the wine and the yes. water. Mm-hmm. Says, um, mm, hold on a second. At the Greek symposium, craters were placed in the center of the room. They were quite large, so they were not easily portable when filled. Thus, the wine water mixture would be withdrawn from the crater with another vessel, like a uh, ladle, dipper, or whatever, (laughs) such as a kyathos. In fact, Homer's in Homer's Odyssey describes a steward. Drawing wine from a crater at a banquet and then running to and fro, pouring wine into other people's. Okay, yeah. it says they when they really when they didn't dilute it, it was for like an orgy, yeah, or something like that because it drove you and it gave you alcohol poisoning. Fuck yeah. Um, Alexander was obsessed with the Iliad and the Odyssey to a lesser degree. He could recite massive parts of the Iliad. He that's wild. It, it I is. I remember reading Patton. That it's like uh, George George Patton can recite the Iliad. The, the old general could recite the Iliad wow. from from beginning to end, um, but he was saw himself as a Homeric hero, and nobody could fucking. You can say what you want about Alexander the Great; he did some horrible things. He also did some great things. He was very, you know, uh, such an impossible person to define because he he was had a huge love of learning. He would take botanists and and people, and they would draw when he would go into new lands. He would draw the capture the animals and all this stuff and and record it and draw in like for learning um he aristotle was his teacher so um aristotle onassis yeah (laughs) he had a big um but one of my favorite things i think it was diogenes uh was this (laughs) this stoic you know he was a cynic um and they called him cynics because dog cynos's dog in uh in greek but he lived like a bump. He lived on the street. He slept in a barrel. But he was this philosopher, and everybody. he was he was he was a rock star philosopher back then. Alexander sought him out because Alexander loved philosophy. And then he, he was laying in the street, he was laying in the sun. He's an old man. Alexander walks up to him and says, he's like, Diogenes, anything can do for you? He's like, yeah, you can step out of my son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everybody was trying to say, dude, that's Alexander the Great. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Get out of my son. And Alexander me. loved it. <laughs> I was going to say, that reminds me of the uh, story of uh, Frank Sinatra and Don Rickles. Uh, Don Rickles goes to a restaurant mm-hmm. with a date and he sees Frank Sinatra. He, he excuses himself to go to the bathroom. With his date, and he goes over and talks to Frank. I say, "Hey, Frank, I'm here with a with a hot date. When you get a chance, could you come over and say hi to me?" He goes, "Well, yes, yeah, sure, Don. I'll be over there as soon as possible." And he, and Don goes back to his table, 
And uh, a couple minutes later, Frank comes over. Don, how are you doing, my friend? And, and Don goes, Frank, can't you see I'm having dinner here? Would you leave me the fuck alone? <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That's fucking great. That's so that's the most Don Rickles story I've ever heard. God, he was fucking amazing. Um but the thing I like the thing I I'm really it's a it's a a blank spot in my in my you know, I've got a lot of learning. I've read a lot of shit and a lot of history. And I have never read formally the wars between the Diodaki or the the guys who were fighting over alexander's empire you had the tall you had ptolemy ptolemy eventually claimed egypt and made themselves pharaohs that's where i got into a huge argument one time you know somebody who thought they knew about history said well that cleopatra movie you know and cleopatra is black i was like no she wasn't we got into a huge argument this is like she's from africa i was just like no it's like here's the history and i break it down for her. i was like she's greek and this reason this reason this reason and it made them even more mad at me yeah. because I knew what I was talking about. And then somehow I was the bad guy. Some people don't like to be learned. No. Um, this is the house of learned doctors. <laughs> what was that old step? Yeah. <laughs> I might watch that later. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but then after me, there's uh, the Seleucid empire. That's, you know, all these offshoots of, of the world after Alexander and all the things that happened to him, which gave rise to Rome. And all that stuff. So, um, very excited to get into that. Um, I know virtually nothing about Ptolemaic Egypt. I know a bit about uh, Egypt, ancient Egypt, with the uh, two kingdoms, the upper and lower uh, cataracts of the Nile. And there was two different kingdoms. And they were united under one. Um, so, I, I know a lot about uh, Hannibal. And Carthage and their wars with Rome. That's actually one of my favorite periods of war. I just finished a book about Hannibal not long ago. Um, but that's pretty much it this week. Right on. Um, my favorite things, I watched uh, The Wheel of Time. What'd you think? Very cool. Yep. I like that. Last episode's fucking rough, buddy. Yeah. Where they go through, there's like fast travel portals that they go through. It's called The Ways. It's wild. The thing, the monsters are crazy. It's like, yeah, the thing, they don't, I don't, they didn't have the budget to do complete justice to the ways. The ways was like, there's almost like, like there's way stations and there's like hills that the things are built on all this stuff. They just look like bunches of columns and stuff. They just didn't have the, the, the budget to do that. Um, I think they will the next season. Yeah. But the thing about the ways is you have a match in sin, which is called the, the black wind and it, the things it says in the book are like something out of Clive Barker. I mean, it's just like body horror talking about blood and flesh and all that stuff. And the, the things it says, I don't think they put it um, in the show. Um, also, uh, the, the Ogier, yeah. who they didn't make him big enough. He I needs to be. Cool, he is cool. I like the character. He could have been a foot taller. He could have been two feet taller. Jesus they're Christ. they're gigantic. Wow. The Ogier are like the Ogier are as big as a Trolloc. They can fight a Trolloc. They're actually stronger than a Trolloc. So the Trollocs are very cool. They are cool monsters. I always thought so. The Fades are cool. The Merdral. Um, Which ones are those? The Faceless. Oh, those yeah. are wild. I told you those I are mean, actually scary. I sent you that thing that uh you know, then you had the IEL woman. You saw yeah, that that, yeah, that yeah, fucking yeah, scene yeah. was awesome. Um I, I just love talking about them and how you know, 
how terrifying the fades are and how the merge will. I mean, the trollocs are ter- so terrified of them. But an interesting fact, the fades are a throwback because they're com- they're made by using the one power to combine human and animals in these awful mm-hmm. experiment that bred true. And the fades are throwbacks to the human stock and they're, and a trollic will give birth to a fade, yeah. but then they're like born like, I mean, I've read all kinds of shit about them. I, I was big in the Wheel of Time at one point. But I love the fact that the blight borders the Eye of Waste. And um, the Dark One, I think, tried to command a bunch of fades to take a bunch of, like a, a massive army of trucks, a million strong, into the, into the uh, Eye of Waste. And they wouldn't go <laughs> <laughs> because they had gone there at other, at other points and learned their fucking lesson. And they wouldn't go. Even under pain of death, they're like, well, we would rather you kill us than they kill us because mm-hmm. the IEL are so fucking formidable, you know. So there was some sort of uh, whenever they went into that uh, deserted town and one of them kind of got taken over by Venom. That was by uh, Venom, yeah, like that was black uh, thing was chasing him. That was a really cool scene. That was a. Uh, sh- uh, Shatter Logoth, which yeah. uh, the shadow waits. It's kind of like a venom type thing. Yeah, there's a couple of monsters that are similar. Like I think at one point that the thing inside the ways matching sin, and uh, the thing from Shatter Logoth like merge and create this awful thing. And it's Jesus just you know, fucking correct. Yeah, and then it's I'm con- actually excited and it's controlled by Pat and Fane. I'm actually excited <laughs> to watch the uh, the next season. And the, the the people at the end in those big ships are the Shanchen. Yeah, those woman, those women that are have the. Those are what do they have on their face? It's just a it's a gag, so they can't speak. And they're and they're like, did you see them chained by the neck? Those are eyes to eye. Those are women that can channel. In the Shanchan culture, women who are channel have to be collared and turned into essentially animals. Because are they that powerful or well, no, that's just the way the culture went. Like they're from this guy that, who they mentioned before, Arthur Hawkwing, who it was after the breaking of the world. It was one. Of the, he was one of the most successful kings, and they everybody blamed the Aes Sedai, and you know all that stuff. So he had gotten to the shining walls of Tarvalon, was getting ready to take the city, and then something happened, and his whole army fell apart. But then he sent this group of his army across the sea, and he said, "You know, someday you'll return." And there, uh, the Koran is called the Return, and those. And they encountered this culture in Shanchen of these. They're almost Japanese in a way, and they're but there's black skin ones and all kinds of stuff with crazy monsters they bring with them, the flying monsters, hopping mon- giant frogs with teeth, all this crazy shit they bring over with them. There's also uh, Ogier that live there, but they're violent, like giant fucking. They're not psychologists like the one. Well, no, I mean they're not peaceful tree singers. Called him an ogre. He goes Ogier. Yeah, and they're like. You know, the, the Ogier culture is fascinating. Like, they sing to trees and stuff like that to make them grow. And the Ogier in Shanchen are warriors, and they're, like, terrifying because they're so big and strong, and they're they're called the Death Watch. And they're, they like, I mean, the Shanchen are, he is a, you can say what you want about Robert Jordan's writing, and I do, but his fucking uh, world building is, with, is almost without peer. He is an amazing world builder. So. I like the, the magic. Like all the chicks can do some sort of magic. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. And they're all, it's one of the things like um, you got basically the heroes of the story are going to be all the women. Right. At least as far as I can tell, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's all the women. Well, Rand is dragon reborn. So, um, and in game of Thrones, mm-hmm. everything centered around the women yep. and it wasn't forced. It wasn't shoehorned. Right. Uh, just like uh, go back to alien. Wasn't forced. Right. She was just a badass bitch. 
and that's why it worked. Mm-hmm. And when you try to force it, it everybody's like, yeah, farting away, thumbs down. Right now, you know, but they don't force it. The ones that don't force it and just let it happen organically, it's great. Like mm-hmm. I was enthralled with these bitches throwing fireballs and shit at each other. It was like um, the thing I didn't like. Um, I felt was kind of central to the story is that men wield. All right, what women wield a sidear? That's what it's called. Uh, the what men men wield a side in, uh, and. I think they were just trying so hard to step around things that would piss people off mm-hmm. because men are stronger channelers because side in is a more violent, like the way they describe it is, is that side R is like um, opening yourself to something growing within you and all this stuff, like almost like des- describing being pregnant, you know, side, side, uh, side in is like, they said it's the men, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like trying to grab a river, you know, just, you just have to hop on and hopefully it's going to carry you away. You know what I mean? And then you can just channel it. Um, in this, they kind of make it the same in, in a way. And then they, and the dragon reborn could have been a woman. That's preposterous because it's not part of the story. The dragon reborn is a man because he has to wield side end because he has to cleanse side end from the dark one's taint. That's what happened. The dark one, <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. The dark one tainted side end when they used it to seal his prison up. Like his counterstroke poisoned side end so any man who who channels it is getting that taint. And it's it makes you crazy. It rots your, you eventually rot. You know, your body starts to Is that to what rot. got the guy that uh, stole the uh, knife from the abandoned city? No, that's, that is Shatter Logoth. Okay. And that is the, everything in that, in that, uh, in that city is tainted by this thing called another kind of evil. It's not the dark ones evil. It's this, they, the people of Shatter Logoth, which it wasn't a called that originally, it's called Aerodol originally. And this guy, to fight the dark one started dipping into dark powers and stuff like that created something almost as bad. It helped expel all those things, but then it became a thing that consumed the city. And, you know, then it's just this cursed place. So Hmm. um, very interesting stuff, man. Robert Jordan, man, especially at first he came out like swinging and, uh, the eye of the world was, uh, was a good book. Um, the great hunt was even better, which is the second book and the dragon reborn is the third book. Dragon Reborn is when they first introduce the Aiel. Like they're that's the first time they come in. And um it's a great introduction. Although I got on message boards and people were complaining about them saying they're this, they're this, and they're 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 trying to apply real world stuff to a fantasy world. They wouldn't be all big jacked, redheaded, you know, I'm just like, fuck you. Who fucking cares? It's like when people let the com- thing be the thing. People complain about logic and pro wrestling, right? Don't apply logic exactly. to completely illog- illogical situation. Somebody was sitting there saying they wouldn't have access to the nutrition to be as big and strong as they are. I'm just like there's also magic and fucking giant animal people. <laughs> Are we going to get into their likelihood of that, you fucking idiot? There's fucking, uh, fucking centaurs, essentially. The, yeah. The uh, Trollocs are basically centaurs. And then there's fades that can like... They look like the drawings of Satan. The yeah, Trollocs. they really do. From like they're actually Christian. They're imagery. actually way more terrifying on the show than they are in the book. That's, yeah. I mean... I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. But I, I think that the fades, they're not how I envision them... I, I envision them as like looking like men, so therefore, like there's paintings of them. There's all kinds of artwork. Um, the fades. Is it just F A D E? Well, I could. 
Uh, it could be. If they might take him, but I'm going to type in Murdrell. Um, that's actually a decent. Uh, there's no. That's no good. There's so many paintings of him. So much fan art. That actually is more along the lines of what I was thinking. Okay. They're almost like a Cenobite from uh, from Hellraiser, which makes them fucking horrifying. You know, they're just like, I think that their lack of humanity on the show makes them less scary. You know, in the book, they're the way they're described is really, really scary. Like wind doesn't touch them for some reason. Wind will blow their cloak, just hangs there. Um, and also they're all incredibly fast and strong and all that stuff. But again, that gets back to my uh, love of the IEL because they like, even the merger are afraid of the IEL. They don't like fighting them. You know, it's like, uh, I told you about that one where, you know, that I think it was an IEL clan chief. He, he reaches up and he puts his veil on. He takes a spear out and just slowly points at that fucking fade. He's like, you're afraid of me. And then he comes after him and starts fucking just fucking him up. And people are watching because it's so fast paced. You know, there is one complaint I have about the show. That's something too many that, black people. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand you're racist and you want to see only white people in your show. Yeah, I mean, but there are people out there like that, which is fucking I know. patently ridiculous. But um, the land in the show, in the book, is this, and I kind of liked the liked him. Like it's this superhuman fucking warrior who's been taught from the cradle. Some some kids get a. You know when he saw the towers? Mm-hmm. That's Malkir. That's his kingdom. He's the last king of Malkir, the uncrowned king of Malkir, because the, the the blight swallowed up. He used to be a borderland, uh, borderland nation. All the borderlanders are along the blight. So his people smuggled him out, and he was raised in uh, Shinar and all these other places. And they taught him from the time he could you know, walk to be a warrior. He doesn't seem to be that much better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm just like he need. They Which need, one is this again? It's the the uh, Asian guy, uh, more, oh, the guy, more range warder. Yeah, he's welcome. He around. doesn't. He's he doesn't. He needs to be more badass. I think they need to step that up. Um, he's one of the ones that even the IE are like. That's a rough motherfucker right there. <laughs> you know, they call him Annaline, which means uh, it means. Uh, man of nation or nation of one man because he's like the last one but they also treat him with like reverence almost they're like they're like we know of you and we we talk about you and we respect you to res- to, to gain the IELTS or IELTS respect you know how much of a fucking badass you have to be so and and all of the IEL IEL know who he is like they, because they've heard of how great this guy fucking is at, at combat they really don't show that in the show yeah. I thought I mean maybe he just hadn't had his moment yet maybe I'm sure they'll give him it. one I'm sure but the IEL woman who by the way she's not even IEL she was not yeah she was uh, captured or something like no that. she uh, she heard a prophecy. That you're something. I, I, it, that story was never quite told to my satisfaction. They never quite made it clear. She's from Andor. She's part of the uh, the royal family of Andor. She's like a, a, a cousin or something to the to the royal line. She ran to the Isle Waste, like just dropped everything and, and went there and like walked there. And then the Isle were like looking at her and 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 they kill anybody that comes to the Isle Waste. Anybody not from there is just like you're. That's death for you. Who is this bitch? Yeah, they, they were just kind of tracking her and they were just like, "Why are you here?" And she's like, "I need to be a warrior." And they kind of laughed. And then the maidens of the spear took her in and started teaching her. 
Maidens of the Spear are the ones who you'll get into that. Like that's an awesome fucking concept. They're these warrior women. They're from different clans, but they're all one uh, society. It's different clans and societies are, are that's how they keep from just going completely to killing each other all the down because societies can't fight each other, but clans can. It's this whole big yeah, complicated yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and they, the maidens of the spear took her and then they said, and just, it's a, it, of course this would appeal to me. They're talking about how a child was better than her to begin with, but her single minded determination to become a warrior was so great that she became, a, they, they talk about it, she was good. She wasn't the best, but that's only because, you know, she all these other to fuck up those fifty. Yeah, and, 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 and well, I think the the ex, the 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 comment was she did not embarrass herself in battle. To them, that's you know high praise, especially for an outsider coming yeah. in. Yeah, they yeah that's the thing about it. And they were all shocked about how good she could get, and and not an advanced age. She wasn't old, but she was old enough. She was probably in her um, late teens, early twenties. And started the started the and then she got pregnant by with the clan chief's uh, kid, which if you haven't figured out who that is yet, I mean, I have who the kid is. Oh, the redheaded kid. Well, the her son. Her that's son. that's her son. Randall Thor is her son. Yeah, the the redheaded guy. Yeah, that's the one that makes sense to me at least. Yeah, because that was the thing. Because uh, I finished it and they did say he was the the dragon reborn. He said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, if I'm him." I'm, he has to get away from everybody else because he doesn't want to bring them harm or right. something like that. Right. Well, one the guy- cool scene. One of the cool scenes was uh, whenever the Trollocs are coming through the barrier. Yeah. And they decide to channel. Yeah, that was that was a good scene. Down yeah. and like some of them burn up. It was like fucking crazy. It was crazy, uh, and especially Nynaeve being so powerful when she, you know, she almost the one got that barely out. knows how to uh, do it yet, right? The yeah, she can only channel when she's angry. Yeah, um, and, but she's like she's the Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> she's stupid powerful too. Like everybody talks about how she's the most powerful Aes Sedai in a thousand years. But um, Aes Sedai, boom. That's a Simon and Garfunkel song. Oh yeah, the boxer. Um, there was, uh, but anyway, God, what a song that is. The boxer by. Oh, they're great, man. Fuck, fucking Simon and Garfunkel are the shit. Those harmonies are very difficult. I'm sure, very difficult. You think our Garfunkel uh, resents Paul Simon any? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Did they not have a? I don't think they have a very good relationship. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure though. Another, that sucks. Another favorite thing: uh, Cobra Kai's back. Yeah, I, I watched the, the first couple episodes. It's still what it is. It knows what it is, and it does what it does. That's why I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's definitely not. silver. <laughs> Evil for no reason. <laughs> It's great. I know, you can do that in the eighties. There's no fucking. It's sort of like um, Green Goblin. Like he, they, I don't have any ulterior motive. I just need to fuck shit up. Well, he's so, he's right just a now. sociopath. Yeah. Um, that's great. Looks great for his. He age. does. I mean, he's so does Crease. Yeah, Martin Cove. Crease has had Martin Cove's had some work done. He definitely has. <laughs> he it doesn't, doesn't look, look like Terry Silva has any done. No, it doesn't look like Martin Cove's. More than 15 years older than he was in the 80s. I know, right? It's crazy. But he's like, got to be in his 70s by now. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> Terry Silver's great. He can, If he start throwing the kicks and stuff, he's still in good shape. Yeah. Um, They work the stories. Have you watched it all? Uh, Seven episodes, six, seven episodes. How many are there, 10? I think there's 10. It's great. It's wonderful. It's exactly what I want. Just be stupid. The Hawk Redemption arc. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I I saw that coming. He shaved I, his hawk off. Dude. I saw that. Like I'm glad. 
because he, well, he, now he gets to be a nerd again. It's good. Well, he's it's the redemption arc where he actually knows who he is and he doesn't have to pretend anymore. Yeah. So, um, trying to think of other favorite things. Um, I basically watched all of Wheel of Time last Sunday because me and JMO couldn't get together and do music because he got sick. Yeah, the COVID. I don't know. He's doing fine now, I guess. Um, I enjoyed the snow. Snow was great. It was neat. Did you go through a period where you were nauseous for a few days a little while ago? Last, middle of week before last and early last week, it would come and go. I just feel weird. Like I'd get a headache for no reason. Mm. I drink enough water. That's the only reason I, I would get headaches now since I don't drink alcohol that much anymore. Right. Any, really. I've been having a year. Um, just every now and then I would just feel weird. I, like I would feel like I was hot. Then I'd take my temperature and it'd be like 98.7, mm. something like that. So it's not. I, I went through a period where I was so nauseous. Like it would wake me up. I was so nauseous. Um, I think it partly is constipation because I went on a kratom bender kind of. And uh, went to eat a Pizza Hut <laughs> and just crammed it in. I, I knew it was gonna. I knew it was gonna plug me up, and I was right. I had to take Miralax and everything. It was awful, but I think that was one of the contributors. But man, it was rough. Like I'd wake up and it was. It's almost almost a stomach cramp, and at the same time, it's just like you get that. It's not the mouth watering feeling, but it's the pre mouth watering feeling. And then I had to think last night, man. Uh, I'm a cereal addict. I cannot get any more cereal because I'll sit there and eat the whole fucking bag. What's your box. go-to? Well, there's different ones. Like uh, Fruity Pebbles, I can't have them. It, the, the, the generic thing. Fruity Pebbles, yeah. I mean, they're just too fucking The multi-meal metric ton. They're so fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. I got the ones with the marshmallows. Don't even like those as much. I just like the original, yeah. the, the uh, old school. But I got um, – I can't eat grape nuts ever again. And grape nuts, I was a huge grape nuts uh, fan. Giant bowl, ice ice cold milk, crust of sugar on top of it. You know, it's so fucking good. But the last time I, this is no bullshit. The last time I ate uh, grape nuts, I got this thing where it got caught and I almost passed out because it was blocking my airflow. Mm. Um, I was throwing up like foam because it was causing uh, like a dog to get out of frog. Yeah. It's basically like stomach acid just coming up. Well, I got some. Uh, um, frosted mini wheats, which I yeah. love, which are good, I love and I and it caused that. I I started freaking out. I'm like, this can't happen again. This can't happen. Again. It was one of the most traumatic things I've ever been through when it happened the first time. I so I was terrified. Like grain allergy or something? <laughs> I think it might be the, the sensitivity. Fact that, the fact that I don't eat that that I don't eat grains anymore. Like as much, and then well, I can eat bran though. Bran doesn't bother me. I'm a f- I'm a fan of raisin bran. I just like bran flakes. Bran flakes have so many fucking like it's like eating. A bowl full of one a day vitamins. I mean, you look on the side of it; everything's in it, you know. So, I might try it next time if I. But you know, I'm trying to do a little bit better. But I can't buy cereal because I will eat the entire. It's the best. It's the best. It's the most fun thing to eat. It is. It's it's delicious. No matter even if you have shitty cereal, it's still good. Yeah. I just can't do it because I will eat the entire thing. It's like a last night. I didn't feel like cooking, so I had a frozen pizza. So I made that Mm. and. Over the course of the night, I ate the entire thing before I went to bed. Sure. <laughs> so, Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I would do the exact same thing with any pizza. So yeah. I have to limit that to once a week. Most of the time, once a month. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm trying to think of other favorite things. Um, I'm caught up on Miss Maisel. That's a fun show. I need to get back into that. It's, it's, I know they had to speed it up 
because we can't have her struggling for 15 years in the in the clubs right before she actually gets successful so you have to speed it up to make the story interesting but right. that would have never happened right <laughs> nobody's that naturally good that no, no, it goes through such a meteoric rise yeah but i mean to make it interesting you do have to speed it up that's just sure. kind of the way it is well it's fiction yeah, yeah I gotta. um really good everybody's hilarious in that show they're all yeah uh, I, I love what kevin pollock his wife there's there's a scene whenever um i don't know how far you've gotten into it probably not far at all no, finished the first season. Had gone into the second. Um, something happens where Mrs. Maisel's parents lose their apartment and everything, so they move to the suburbs with uh, Kevin Pollock and his wife, who are who are Mrs. Maisel's ex husband's parents. Okay, and these people are insane. They're watching like they're cooking breakfast in the morning. Everybody's smoking, and they're. Uh, down there hollering, hey, Moish, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> and uh, the radio is blasting. Yeah. And the TV is on. It's also blasting. And the uh, Mrs. Maisel's parents are losing their minds. <laughs> because there's, so, there's so much noise. I can't do anything here. They're uh, so quintessentially, like, almost overly Jewish. Yeah. I mean, everybody's so fucking a, funny. Yeah. It's, it's, a, so, it's a Neil Simon play that's yeah. turned into a show. Well, and everybody talks so fast. And my sister told me that's because the person that made. Uh, Gilmore Girls made this show. I was like, oh, everybody talks fast on this show. Right. So the, that got to be a thing that was irritating after a while. I was like, nobody talks like this. I know. They, but not on that. I'm talking about on the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, they pull it off on this. It's everything about that show is pretty fucking hilarious. Like they go on summer vacation to the Catskills and everybody's super psyched about it. That seems like the most fun thing in the world. Catskills, sure. Just going to an adult summer camp with yeah. a bunch of other families. Y'all meet up at the same time every year. You spend yeah, the, there aren't things they, like they that. They spent the entire summer. There's cruises. Like cruises are, but cruises are like two weeks or some shit. Are, two, are cruises two weeks or are they a week? I think they're a week usually. Yeah. I'm sure you can get two week cruises. But this that seems like the most fun thing in the world. Like there's all kinds of activities going on all the time. You're basically at a resort with everything happening all mm-hmm. around you and you know everybody mm-hmm. because you're all Jews and everybody goes to the Catskills apparently. Right. But uh I thought I thought it was funny. Or the Poconos. Well the the Poconos. <laughs> That's what Mac always says. We can we can we need to get out of here and go to the Poconos. God. <laughs> um other favorite things. Um Oh, this article I just uh, saw. SciFair ISD teacher put 13-year-old son in her trunk driving to testing site for fear of COVID-19 exposure. Docs, documents real. A teacher, in, I don't know, Houston, Texas. A mother has been charged after her 13-year-old son was found in the trunk of her car at a SciFair ISD drive through COVID testing site. The Harris County District Attorney's Office confirmed. I, I don't know if this is real. I've seen it. I've seen it all over the place, though. Yeah. Sarah Beam has been charged with endangering a child. The, the police department said a warrant has been issued for arrest according to court documents. On January 3rd, Beam pulled into the drive through testing site located at Falcon, blah, blah, Harris County. When a witness reported hearing something in the trunk, the witness said when Beam unlatched the trunk, the boy was found lying inside. Court documents said the witness told Beam she would not receive a COVID test until the child was removed from the trunk and placed in the backseat of the vehicle. She uh, told authorities that her son had tested positive for COVID and she was taking him to the site for additional testing in order to protect herself from being exposed. She decided to put him in the trunk of the car. People are losing their minds. Yeah, they are. People are losing their ever loving minds. That person has been 
just fear porn all the time. Yeah. I mean, just uh, all the time watching the fear porn, watching the death rates rise and all that stuff. Turn off the TV, just like with Patton Oswald. Yeah. Put down the phone. Yeah. Let it go, man. We need to get. <laughs> Speaking of that, though, like something that, you know, I couldn't, couldn't, uh, most of the things I let slide now with, uh, have you seen this, uh, Ted Cruz on on the January sixth thing called uh, the people who uh, breached the Capitol terrorists and stuff like that, and then then he walked it back. He's oh no, did did you see this? He went on Tucker Carlson, and ju- it was fucking embarrassing because he was just fucking licking his boots. It was Groveling. so oh, it was such grovel. I heard about it, but I haven't seen That's it. So and he's such just a sack of shit. I mean, how anybody could take that fucker seriously how any woman would fuck him he's just he's just gross i mean he's it's he's so pathetic that i almost feel bad for him but then i remember what kind of sack of shit he is and then he's just awful you know i I see why elena hates him so bad he sucks i mean he's just the worst absolutely sucks and just watching him contort himself and and then you're gonna go grovel to tucker fucking carlson tucker mcnear this oh god that fucking piece of shit (laughs) i mean they're just uh, it's it's uh i mean i don't think it was a terrorist attack but going on there and groveling like that well it's a bunch of fat hillbillies that got duped by a fat hillbilly with money (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. a orange retard yeah. to do <laughs> a moronic house cat <laughs> <laughs> fucking Garfield without the smarts yeah. <laughs> I love lasagna <laughs> lasagna's great <laughs> we weren't going to talk about it either no, we, it? we're allowed to make fun okay <laughs> not allowed to get mad we make fun <laughs> we got duped and they're probably a bunch of uh, agent provocateurs saying hey, we like I saw a video from that day where like one of the uh, people that went to the protest is berating the Capitol Police standing there in their um in their riot gear. Like, why aren't you guys doing anything about this? You guys are supposed to be protecting this place, and you're letting people just run up in the Capitol, and they're just standing there. Like, fucking fire in the air. Fire a shot in the air and do something about Shit. it. Well, I mean, they were told to stand down, just like with the riots last summer for the BLM and all mm-hmm. that stuff. All the police were told to stand down and let it happen. Why? I have no fucking clue, dude. I have no clue. Well, then, you know, then they wanted to, and then uh, all the righties wanted to bring that officer up on charges who executed Ashley Babbitt. I was like, she was invading the Capitol to kill a lawmaker and she got shot. Fuck her. What do you want yeah, me to say? That's sort of fuck her. I, I, if they had shot all of them, that would have been my, my I point. would have been okay with it. Yeah. I'd have been also okay with it if they would have fired back at them. Great. Even better. The less people we have, the better off we're going well, to be. Well, not only that, but... Um, <laughs> Things, it's almost like they keep things keep ramping up and then being backed off. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> should give me something? Uh, Let it, me come. A French, yeah, a French <laughs> Revolution moment we need because that'll shock everybody back into. I mean, we if if they had actually dragged out, and not that I wanted to see this happen. I mean, I I can't say I wouldn't have cared because I kind of would. But if they had dragged out Mike Pence and hung him or something like that, and they would have. I mean, if they got his hands on him, they would have done that. Um, they. I think it would have been like a dog that caught the car. What do you do with it now? No, I think that the mob mentality was yeah, such a place that yeah. if they had, maybe not like Mike Pence, but if they had caught Nancy Pelosi shit, they'd killed her. They definitely would have killed her. They'd have torn her limb from limb. Um, if they had caught uh, AOC, they would have definitely killed her. Oh, she's um, too hot to die. 
No, they're, she's I dumb mean, as a she's so despised. box of dickheads. That 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 was the the I was thinking about the difference between the two groups, and it's only um the only difference politically is one wants uh universal health care and a little less war, well, and the other doesn't want the health care. No, it, it's. I will say this. Um, I think the left, while they're misguided in a lot of in a lot of points, they do have the courage to stick to their principles, usually. The right has no principles. Like they they say they're the courageous ones, but they're just the ones with the guns. That doesn't make you courageous, it makes you a person with a gun. So their principles change according to whatever mm-hmm. somebody says. You know what I mean? The left st- almost too much sticks to their principles and they can't see any shades of gray of anything. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. That is a big difference. Uh, I, I believe that the one the, that the left is laughable sometimes, but I do think they are more admirable in the way they think about things. The right are like Ted Cruz. They, they, they have no, they have no compunction. They the have scruples. no, no scruples whatsoever. And they, and they claim to be the religious ones and all that stuff. And they'll pay, and they abandon it at any point. They, you gotta, you gotta hand the left this, they stick to that, even though it's a creative religion and stuff. They stick to that, mm-hmm. and they and they and they try to. I do think it's in direct defiance of the right, though, because they they want to show them like this is how much of a piece of shit you are that you stick to nothing you believe in. I stick to everything I believe in, even when it's nonsense. Well, so, they also talk a big game, but every time Trump wanted a budget increase for the military. Sure. Unanimous. Yeah. There'd be one or two dissenters. Uh, Bernie would always vote sure. against it. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard would vote mm-hmm. against it. But other than that, you always get your military increased. You're the most evil man in the world, but we're going to give you unlimited money to kill as many people around the world as you want. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. the. I, I got an argument with somebody at work, and then, you know, I was just like, why well, we need I think we need more military. It's like, how is that fucking possible? Need them in the streets. Need them all over. Well, that's fucking the thing, wild. too. They don't understand. They don't understand that that's what. That's what Soviet Union. They, did. Yeah, they don't. The cops they don't the, know what that's going to lead. Exactly, the cops and the military are one and the same in places like the Soviet mm-hmm. Union. They they're too. I'm not going to say stupid. They are stupid. Speaking of the Soviet Union, just celebrated like the 30th anniversary of its dissolution. That's yeah. a huge moment in freedom. It is. Um, but those people, yeah. that they're, they're so ill informed. That's again. That's the government. That that is the fault of the government, and they did it on purpose. They want people to be uninformed and uneducated about things, mm-hmm. because then when those shit kind of things happen, they just kind of shrug their shoulders and go, "I don't know what to do about it." They they have things in place so this doesn't happen. All you have to do is read, and then in mass reject it. That's mm-hmm. all you have to do, and all they can't do it anymore. All it's going to take is to say no. Enough people just have to say no. That's what happened with the French, French Revolution. With disastrous consequences for the, for the royalty, but the people had just gotten sick of you know that that tipping point where she said let them eat cake and she never actually said that. No, no. But uh, when basically just saying fuck them, they can you know they can eat out of the trash cans. That's basically what the nobility thought. Well, the people just finally got fed up with that and killed. That's why I always, even when I talk about January sixth, I always come down and say. I think that all those people should have been shot, but I understand why they were there. The overriding principle of I'm desperate. I don't know what to do. You know, our government sucks. You know, we can't get wages. We can't get anything. I understand why you're there. But the fact is you went there. You picked the wrong horse. Yeah. Yeah. Under the auspices and the direction of a man who is so entrenched in that shit that it's laughable. You know, I talked to, 
a friend of mine at work, and he's he's in the same boat I am. He despises all politics, and but you can't drive this through people's heads that when you it's enough for them, and this is from either side that you don't like their horse. I don't like Hillary. Well, you're like, no, I don't like, no, you know, well, who do you like? Nobody. That's who I like. I don't like any of the horses. It, it's because, no, because they don't give me any options. But, and I do think though, that the right are way worse about that. If you don't like Trump, you're automatically suspect yeah. as a person. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've encountered this because I've, I've, it's, I've been subjected to it personally. I have, there are people who don't like me strictly because they know I don't like that bullshit. They don't care that I don't like Hillary and them, but th- because, you know, I got an argument with a guy and I almost had to grab him by the lapel <laughs> because he kept on bringing up a lot of people wearing lapels. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's figurative. Okay. But I, 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 he kept on bringing up Hillary and finally I just looked at him and said, dude, and I almost, I raised my voice and said, how many fucking times do I have to say that I don't like Hillary fucking Clinton? I, I've said this a hundred times now. You have no other argument. Shut the fuck up. It's, you know? a, it's the same. Like, I'll, I'll look at a lot of Twitter. It's a lot of fun. Um, anytime anybody's arguing against Trump mm-hmm. or for Trump, mm-hmm. they always have to bring up either Hillary or Obama sure. or something like this. Anytime anybody's arguing against Trump. They they have to always have to bring up their person or this person, right? Or that, you know, it's, or arguing for Biden, they always have to bring up Trump. But when you bring up a, a a reasoned argument, yeah, that drives them around the fucking band, and it's it doesn't that, again doesn't matter from any for any political stripe. But I've noticed for the right, it's way worse because the left will at least try to sit down and hear you out, even if they don't quite uh, agree with you. But the left, be, just because it is a knee-jerk reaction, because you are not for this person, you are a socialist, you are a communist, you are an atheist, you are, <laughs> yeah, guilty. But, you know, and all these things, so by that token, you might as well be the most awful person in society. No, I'm the only person standing for society. You others want to, the left wants to throw it away because they want to police what everybody thinks. Mm -hmm. The right wants to throw it away because they want a fucking monarchy. That's the fucking, that is the biggest thing. It's just which boot do you want on your neck? Well, yeah. I will uh, always say no boot. But I, it's all, it's all in a boot. Uh, (laughs) No, I, I, I came up with this one and I don't think I heard it from anybody else, but maybe I said it's like, it's like a deer. It's like the deer arguing over which wolf gets to eat them. You know, (laughs) (laughs) and I thought that was a pretty apt analogy. Um, But again, you know, even on my Facebook arguments, when they would, they even started faulting me. They're like, oh, we know you, you hate both sides. Like, yeah. So that's a bad thing that I think all of you are full of fucking shit. That's the problem is the government doesn't fear us enough. Not me and you, but the people. Like, yeah, the French in, government in France, is terrified. They're terrified, yeah. and it sh- they should be. They should be trying to make things to where we are satisfied and happy, so we don't kill them in the streets. Exactly. They're, that threat should always be there. They should always be a cunt hair away from getting dragged out and fucking sodomized with a fucking pitchfork <laughs> and fucking hung in the streets. <laughs> but the thing about it is, is that those th- if those kind of things happen. And sometimes that's the only way things get fixed. But it does matter why those things happen. Yeah. Like if the French Revolution had happened because of some bullshit reason, then it's no revolution at all. It's just more bullshit taking place. 
it was a complete repudiation of the entire system. Yeah. They were so fucking sick of all these of the wealthy and the and the and even the church at that point. The church was one of the worst parts of it. And the fact that the average person was poor and illiterate and hungry and all these things, and they finally just said, fuck it, we're just going to kill you all and start square one. And that's what they did. In a sense, that is a good thing to happen. I don't want to see anybody hurt. But if those things happen, they can't happen because you want to put this idiot back in power. <laughs> yeah, 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 I exactly. mean, that's 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 no reason at all. So it, it's crazy. Is there a difference between shooting, electrocuting, or burning a chicken? No, if you're the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, we're almost two hours. Why do you say we call this a, an episode and make some brats and watch Here a fucking go. Marvel movie? That's a good idea. Okay. I guess I'll just go out with the same song. But I do, I do think, I, I think it might be... Um, Dogs, that I'm allergic to. Hmm. There might be still some lingering dog hair. Well, that's why. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. I th- also, I'm, it's very dusty over here because I don't fucking dust. I might be allergic to dust too, but that's yeah. weird because I work in a place that's absolutely filled with packed full. But I think it's a certain kind of dust, or it might be a. Uh, I think I really think there might be a tree or something around here that I might be uh, allergic to. Every time I come in your house, I get this. If you notice, mm-hmm. and I always start sniffling, and I'm. That's not happening right before I walk in. It's strange. It could be the the lingering dog hair. It could be the copious amounts of dust hanging around my house because I don't dust. Um, well, my house too. Could be me. <laughs> no, people can be allergic to other people. Could be the the Trump flag right behind you. God, um, I really wanted that picture. You know, Jamo's been here, and I've never explained to him that that flag's a joke. <laughs> He knows. <laughs> He's got to know. Yeah. He might not know. <laughs> <laughs> See, Jamo, uh, Dutch. Um. <laughs> I don't think he would care, but no, I. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> I would say that Jamo is apolitical. He seems to be. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're going to hang out and do stuff. We should just record ourselves while we hang out and watch a movie. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Go fuck yourself.